G'day and welcome to Infernos. I'm XQ. Today I'm joined by the streamer from Australia, Leprechaun Extraordinaire, Croncy. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. God damn, you knew you would call me a leprechaun. Yeah, I, I tease him with that every time. So, so I go on his stream and I basically just bombard him with text messages. So I thought today it might be a good idea if we can talk and there's a bit of backwards and forwards. Uh, but this yeah. one's been in the brainstorming document for quite a long time. And I was going through with Croncy and he, that's the one that took his attention so what we're going to talk about today is the right ship for the wrong role or just the ships that people buy but they buy them for the wrong role and obviously um uh Kronzi and i did, don't agree on all of these so there'll be a bit of banner back and forth and they're going to probably overload into a bit of their what they do what their profession does and stuff like that but these are some of the most I don't know. Would you agree they're probably some of the more controversial ships people buy? Definitely, a hundred. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some, some of them are. Some of them aren't really controversial, but like I think you know people do do the wrong things with them. But there's some. Uh, mm. There, I, I don't want to read the YouTube comments for this one. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there are going to be people in the comments like, "Why the hell didn't you do this ship?" So down the road, we we might yeah, do yeah. this again. But yeah, for, so the first ship is the ship in the image of the, the cab of the rank. Now, I did this one because I firmly believe a lot of people think that this is an explorer almost akin to the Constellation Aquila or something like that. And I don't see it as that form of exploration. I think it is going to be more likely it'll be working in a crew with other Drake ships to find, aka explore, and find people to loot. Do you? Yeah. I, I, I think you kind of said you disagreed I, with me, but that's okay. Go, go ahead. I, I disagree in terms of like uh, what an explorer ship really is, uh, but it's it's such a broad term that like yeah this still definitely 100% fits in the in my opinion fits in the explorer category mm. uh just in a different way i was sort of saying to execute beforehand uh whenever i look at any explorer ship um or it's you know like an explorer ship is sold to me i don't think of it in terms of uh like super dedicated role of going to places finding things i think of it in terms of am i living here am uh is it a long term ship for me like am i spending you know 6 months before going back to dock uh and am I just, you know, having fun with friends? Because there's a lot of ships that fit that role that sort of just get thrown the Explorer title. Mm. And, and I think the Corsair fits there. Yeah. No, I, I tend to agree. Um, well, th there's another Explorer in this list that we're going to talk about too, but um, <laughs> th th they literally, and I can't remember the image and I'd have to find it, but I'm sure backers have been around for a while, remember, they brought one out where it had these different roles and there was three different things in each role and i remember the the terrapin was like a pathfinder or something like that and it meant nothing because yeah. they had to then go through and explain what each one of them meant and e e even if you look at um some of the ships the way they explore is going to be different i think you know what i would call it would be a better word than exploring searching or seeking something like that that's that's what i think it is mm. because almost any ship that has some form of scanner is going to be an explorer you know and and and, and yeah that's true almost every ship is gonna have to have a scanner so it's just how much they focus on that so you look at something like a terrapin it's got two scanners on it that's what like it's it's versatility there is the ability that can have one for say finding people and one for finding ore so you can you can kind of multitask with it and i, I for me, exploring is a lot more broad than most people realize. And I think that's kind of yeah. why I put this ship in there. Yeah, no, 100%. I think people will sort of look at the Corsair or other ex exploration ships uh, 
as just larger versions of terrapins, which is just wrong. They're not going to be filling the same role yep. as a terrapin. They've got other things that might be similar, but they're not just, you know, if, if you get a Corsair, do not expect to be doing dedicated scanning for 90% of your gameplay. That's not what yep. it's not what it's for. I, I, I think we don't have a lot of good examples in game at the moment of ships with different gameplay. Yep. Um, and we'll talk about uh, some of those in a moment because I don't want to kind of give the game away but um mm. yeah I, I think i think as more and more ships and more and more gameplay comes into the game i think people are going to realize uh there are different tiers and um yeah. every the thing i'm realizing when i've been doing a lot of this professional point of view episodes is that every ship is going to have a role whether it's big or small um and so for me it all it just comes down to earning those ships in game how long they're going to take um and mm. and and, and, and that kind of lily pad or loop approach is going to be really interesting because say you're doing that starting of the profession when you go up the level there's going to be like oh familiarity but slightly different and that's just going to continue as you go up and up so yeah all right next cab off the rank i'll let you tell people what this one is because you thought of this one uh which one was the second one (laughs) (laughs) organized (laughs) as fuck this guy is a liberator i even gave him the notes (laughs) so uh so like i love the liberator i think it's a really cool ship um and i'm very excited (laughs) for it but i think people are treating it too much like it's just a ferry it's it's a ferry with a little bit of self-defense it's there to take some ships from point a to point b yep. relatively safely and that's that's kind of it a lot of people are, have been treating it as like oh no this is actually you know uh th- this is our oh, i can't think of the word like a like deploy ships from mm. I, like a capital ship i i think the the combat transport is the m2 i think this is the mm. long range take your whole house from A to B type of thing. And that's why it does everything. Yep. Because if it was more combat focused, it would be tailored at one thing. Because you wouldn't yeah, want to exactly. take planes and tanks in at the same time. The planes would obviously fly off and go in on their own. Yeah. So, so, But also, like, don't expect this to be even remotely good in atmosphere, right? Like, I think people are treating it as, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop it into space. Like, have you seen this thing? It is not exactly aerodynamic. Uh- <laughs> mm. I've seen better flying bricks. I don't know about you, but... Uh- <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, the, like, the Liberator's got its place, but I think, like... I think the damage that the marketing team are doing is a little bad. And and, and that goes back, that, that almost covers a few of the ships uh, that we're talking about today. You know, like um, that thing, like the, the shot of the tank rolling down the ramp and firing has a, like, like no, just no. That, that thing would deploy at the back line and the tank would go out and then go into battle. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't mm. be right up in the front. And I think like, Again, the fact that the M2's got armor, that kind of hints a lot more to the fact that it may be up in the front line, you know, and it's only got yeah. two tanks so they can get out, one out the front, one out the back real quick, and it's gone, you know. Um, and I know they can hold more than two, but again, with the armor, it's designed for atmosphere and stuff like that. If you have more, the armor's too heavy and pancake. So, yeah. yeah. All right, so you also came up with this next one, but I actually, actually happen to agree with you, and that is the Odyssey. Oh, sorry, the Ares. See, I'm doing you now. <laughs> I'm turning into you. Man. You, you, um, you catch so, it. yeah, bringing back some great controversy from November, and everyone's going to be very <coughs> happy that we're talking about the Ares, mm. I'm sure. Um, 
the big thing about the so I absolutely love the Aries. Big big fan of the Inferno. Mm. Uh, like it's it's one of the most fun ships in the game. Yeah. Uh, regardless of like how powerful it is, whatever. It's so mm. much fun to fly. Um, I still think too many people bought the Ares thinking I am going to just kill every single ship in the game and I should be able to kill every single ship in the game without issue. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people sort of went, oh, well, you know, that's an issue of CRG's marketing. Whereas I just think people are dumb. Uh, I think it's it's unreasonable to sort of expect that there's going to be this ship that's all powerful, you know, this this one fighter that's all powerful. So, um, still buy the Ares, great ship. Mm. But if you're if you're trying to kill anything smaller than a heavy fighter, don't be surprised. Yeah. So the example I would give here is I think this is the most clear cut version of a ship of now versus release, right? And the other ship that came, yeah. that got nerfed around the same time was the Redeemer. Now, the Redeemer mm. is the only shipping game that has had the speed of its turrets halved. That, to me, is yeah. clearly a sign of we just need to nerf it so it works with the game right now, right? And the whole game yeah. seems to be balanced around light fighters, and that makes a lot of sense at the moment because there was a lot of light fighters. But we don't really yeah. have any massive big capitals. The only real thing like that we've got now is the 890 jump. So once they come in, it's going to change again, you know? And you could literally, like, one of the things I would do on the Ion as an example is you could make it incredibly inaccurate, wouldn't matter because if it's designed to shoot cattle ships, gonna shoot them anyway because those things are so bloody big. You know what I mean? Like that—that's how I would do it. I but but they probably don't have time to that or the systems in place to do so. Um, well, so that was that was one of the nerfs that they actually put in place is they made the Inferno uh, and the and the Ion, I believe, uh, significantly more inaccurate, which I thought was fine. I think that was a, a reasonable change. But there were still a lot of people that were complaining, like, "Oh, why can't I hit an Aurora at one point five kilometers away?" It's like, yeah, well, that's the that's the point. Most of the complaints I remember were about fire rate. So I don't remember them doing it. I, I remember oh, no, this... yeah, there, were, there were lots of complaints about fire rate, but mm. yeah, accuracy was definitely something that came up a bunch. You can tell how much I care that I don't even remember or didn't look into it at the time because I just <laughs> I just went now versus then, who cares? And, and I moved on. But I yeah. do agree with you that, again, it is a ship that people brought for the wrong role. And and, and, it, and, and yeah. I, I, I think not just the ships we've looked at today, that there will be more things as time go on uh, that basically show that people brought them for the wrong reasons. So, yeah. Yeah. And I kind of gave the game away uh, on this next one, but the Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think yeah, was, so the Odyssey. Yeah. I, again, it comes back to marketing for me. I think the marketing team yeah. really pushed this ship as an explorer, and it is an explorer, right? It does have an explorer, but I would say that, that it shares its function um, with the, the mining aspect of it, but then they turn around and say, mm. well, it only does quantanium, but then you go into the actual, it shows the grey box that these massive storage boxes of some kind behind the refinery. And you and you, you would probably agree with me if you're grey boxing, you're putting in things that are very important to figure out the layout of the ship. So if they're already there right now, yeah. they're obviously important, right? And uh, we, we can get into the debate of whether it's a, 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 a core sampler or not. Um, but everything I've seen, and I've talked to the geologists and stuff like that, and there's a whole thing in the Q&A for the land claims about a ship that takes core samples and yeah it makes a lot of sense to me um but the exploring part i think is very different like kind of what we were saying with the cause mm. this is a ship i kept wanting to reference by the way when i was going uh because yeah. uh, i didn't want to say odyssey but um <laughs> for me you're going to be you know 
looking around the area, scanning with that, you know, same as the prospect that it's the only other ship that has just a scanner on the bottom because it's going to be doing underground mm -hmm. scanning, trying to find nodes under the ground. It's going to be trying to find, you know, mining nodes, um, places of interest and stuff like that. And if it finds a high density of them, it'll put down a, you know, a land claim and sell it off to mm. a pioneer, a, a mining operation, whatever. And, and I think that's how it'll make its money. And, and I, you know, I think the first cab off the rank will be the Carrick that comes in. And then this is closely behind it, trying to find the variables stuff before most people get there. You, you, you know, if you're going out to find a place on your own, it can take time. Yeah. But if someone's already there doing it and they've just found all the good shit and they're selling it off, there's mm. a lot of... That's a very lucrative job. I just don't think it's going to be a particularly um, commonly needed ship. I don't know else to word that. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely one of those ships where it's like, if you are in a mining org, you want a couple around, 100%. Mm. If you're running a small operation, it's probably one that you give a miss and you just buy that information from, yep. you know, other, other mm. orgs and stuff. Um yeah, it's definitely one of those ships, like, I mean, uh, most people know that, you know, this ship was bought for the wrong reason due to due to the sort of announcement. Um, lots of stuff was missed. People, mm. uh, there, there was the uh, whole controversy, uh, controversy rather, uh, with on ISC. Mm. Someone mentioning it's the Carrot Killer, which I still will to this day mention it's the Carrot Killer, mostly because it's funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, people have bought it thinking that this is just an objectively better Carrick. That's not the case. Um, and uh, uh, sort of always, <coughs> pretty much every ship in SC, there is no objectively better ship most of the time. Mm. Um, but it is still a great ship, and I think it is worth going for. And if you mm. are after that, uh, you know, large group gameplay, you're after that, let's live for six months in the same ship without ever having to go to refuel. Mm. It's a, It's a... It seems like a great concept ship, so... You know how we have some kind of those versatile ships that are kind of like the master or jack of all trades, but the master of none? And I know yep. I just butchered what I said there. Apologies. Uh, but, <laughs> but you've... You know, the Odyssey for me kind of sits between the Polaris, the Carrick, and the Orion in a weird way, where it grabs a little bit yep. from each of them, but it doesn't have any perfect flavor for itself. You know, I can see it being a great support vehicle with the hangar, but then also I can see mm -hmm. the Polaris doing that, but also having the combat capability to defend people. So, yeah. you know, it, me already owning a, uh, those ships, those three ships I mentioned, the Odyssey, the Orion, and uh, not the Odyssey, sorry, the Orion, the, the Polaris, and the Carrick, I didn't see a need for me to buy it because that I, I just found that the, the other part of that ship, the Sampler, was too small to justify $700. So I passed on yeah. it. Um, but I think as you so rightly mentioned, the thing is a lot of people brought it on this and it was this instead. And I think that, yeah. and, and, and I think that the weird thing about this ship compared to most of the other ones in the list is because that was because it was sold that way. Um, you know, and then, and then there was a kind of a, no. aha moment. But yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those ships as well that I um I honestly think uh like yeah there there are some people it, it's sort of the thing of you should there are people that either should buy a Carrick or an Odyssey there's not a crazy amount of overlap between the two a lot of people bought an Odyssey because they thought it was a better Carrick blah 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 mm. um and I'm one of those people I I think that I was like very close to wanting the Carrick I kind of liked the idea of the gameplay style seventy percent or so and then they just said all right well what if we release a Carrick we'll take away this add this and also it's mining 
<laughs> cool. I'm set. Done. Mm. Give me. Can you imagine, though, if the... If, just for a moment, if instead mm -hmm. of a hangar, it had a, some kind of collapsible landing pad that came out the back or whatever, but it was a medium-sized pad, and you could actually... This is a small size right now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, so, so you know they highlighted the fact that you can take a... Like, you can drive a rover through those doors. The thing is, mm -hmm. though, there's no small ship that can fit a rover on it. Most of the small ships can barely even fit them. Like some, I think the um, a small ship isn't even a cutlass, just to put that in perspective, right? So most of the small ships that can yeah. barely put a bike or a, um, uh, um, the the not the rock, the 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 buggy, <laughs> the little buggy. I can't remember the the, the oh, great cat the, buggy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so so that whole point sounds awesome. But then when you realize the ships aren't big enough, it just falls apart. Where if they'd had a, some kind of collapsible one where it goes up to a medium and you could land a cutlass in it, that would have been a game changer. Because you could have, you know, you could have had a, a cutlass that lands there and it loads up rocks and it goes out and does extra mining and stuff like that. Um, it would have been far more that useful. Would have been, that would have been maybe too large, though. At that stage, I think I think you may be making the vehicle a bit too big. I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy this vehicle, <laughs> but I, I think as it stands, it's uh, I, I think it's in a good spot. And, and that's why I was saying it was collapsible because, like, can you imagine how big the mm. ship would be if it was a hangar? So you, yeah, yeah, that might be like because because one of the things we talked about going back to the Liberator a little bit is what the medium carrier would be, and one of the things we've theorized is what if it had collapsible. Um, medium landing pads so it literally flies mm. with nothing on it at all and it just deploys two medium landing pads and then it, it, it so it's kind of like a almost like a mini space kind of like a whole series kind of like a whole series but with yeah with pads that'd, that'd be kind of cool um mm. I, I don't think i don't think this would be the kind of ship for that role it actually kind of makes more like obviously even though they they uh, gave it with a saber the, they've mentioned that the hangar can fit a, a prospector, and it seems almost built to fit the prospector. Um, and I, I think that that size comparison uh, from like the the Odyssey to the prospector sort of works with the ship best. Mm -hmm. um, but now, I'm curious, yeah, I want to I want to see a a hull a hull hangar ship. Give me that. They're probably coming, mate. They're probably coming. Yeah. Um, like especially when um, Pyro comes online and stuff like that, they're gonna. Th those medium ships are still pretty small. Like, do you expect a Cutlass to be yeah. able to go all the way across Pyro? Because I don't. I mean, I do, but that's gonna be a long trip with a bad quantum drive. Like, so. we're talking like going across Stanton can take forty-five minutes at the moment, and that's. Yeah. Like a third the size of Pyro. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of scary, you know. Um, and and I find it funny when I get in things like a hurricane and I have my um, uh, my drive. Oh, what's the driver? X two or X L two or whatever it's called. And I try XL1. to XL one. XL one. That's it. Sorry. And I try to go to um, Microtech and I can't get there because I don't have enough fuel and it's full yeah, fuel. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just so. So that's just going to tell you right now. If that's the problem now, that's only going to be abacerbated. And made it so much yeah, expect, ex expect some jump times to get increased as people start, yeah, buying some some slower drives. All right, we're on to the last one now, so I'm going to let you tell everyone, but this is probably the longest discussion, so let's go. You go, you, you tell people what we're talking about. So, I'm going to tell you a story. So, every time I'm on stream and I'm doing a little bit of mining, inevitably, someone comes in, hey, Cruncy. Uh, I've been ROC mining or I've been prospector mining. I've been making a little bit of cash 
and I think it's about time that I upgrade. Is Should it, I get them all? Is this because you're a leprechaun and you know where the gold is at the end of the rainbow? It is. It is, actually, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have to sort of say the same thing every time, which is just, you know, are you planning on doing multiplayer mining? Like, are you planning on actually multi-crewing the ship? Um, if not, 99% no. Don't get them all. It is, mm. it is, not, it is not worth it. It is not really more fun, or at least in my opinion. Like, like the 1% would be people being just enjoying the ship itself, which it is the best ship in the game, so that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one that I think way too many people buy, and people sort of self-justify it by being like, oh, you know, uh, here are the, like, you know, in-game stats of, like, why it's better and whatnot. But it's in the end, mm-hmm. when you actually use the ship, you're spending way too much time mining with it solo you're not actually getting that profit back the only advantage is that it's a cool ship so um yeah it it happens all the time i i think there's probably parallels of that with other ships you know people that should be buying just in general light fighters instead of you know Mm. this other heavy fighter that they're never planning on multi-crewing um i think i think in the ship's defense though um there is going to be some overlap and we don't let's be honest we don't know the ship above it yet and and what I mean by overlap, let me give an example of that, is you know those charges they bring in that you can put on the rock for the prospector so it can break yeah, the bigger yeah. rocks? Which I'm very excited for. Yep. That's overlap. That's allowing the prospector to scale up to meet the mole. Mm. And, and, I, and I reckon there may be something that allows the mole to scale down to overlap it, and I think there'll be also something that allows the, the mole to scale up to meet whatever the ship is above. Um because that's common in a lot of games. They, they they allow them to have some overlap. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, the mole for me, I think, until we see the last mining ship, um, and me and you have argued about this before the show, or not argued, we didn't argue, but we... We, we, we had a friendly we, discussion. Yes, exactly. Um, and, like, because, Cronsey, you, you tell them from your point of view, but, but along the lines, it's like, you don't think underground mining is going to be a thing. You think it's going to be more akin to what we already see at the outposts where they just have the miners there working and they're just collecting over time. And I said to you, but what about yep. the prospector? And you just said, no. So you just think what we've got yeah. now as mining is pretty much going to be it all the way up. Pretty much. So mining at the moment is by far the most in-depth gameplay loop. I don't think anyone's like dis- disagreeing mm-hmm. with that necessarily. And it's about to get even more depth with the, with the mining charges. Um, I think the, the sort of concept of underground mining is almost entirely going to be handled by habitations. And you're actually setting up uh, like idle mining machines, which we see, well, obviously they're not player owned, but we see that in game right now, when you go to mining outposts, you can actually see these machines uh, uh, mining, mm mining underneath and so i expect anything related to scanning of that is going to be to set up your habitation i expect uh that they'll try to keep the the mining ships the mining ships doing the same sort of gameplay they are right now where they're just mining the large asteroids the mining, sheep, mining, yeah. mining sheep's confirmed um, i want an emoji for that dude that's gotta be <laughs> mining sheep it was so a good sheep with a just a big pickaxe laser in its mouth oh or a, or a pickaxe <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. seven dwarves to the sheep <laughs> 
But um, um yeah. so so I where I'd first direct you is would be the professional point of view that we did on mining, um, and and how and, and I'm, I'm mentioning things that we've talked about already before the show. So, um, just just the the, the the geologists that we've talked to, the miners we've talked to, um, all the documentation that we've had. You got to remember, we didn't have an update on death of a spaceman until last year, I think it was, and the yeah, previous yeah. version of that was 2012. Right, so mm. the the fact that the prospector talks about it, the land claims talk about it. Um, there are pictures of the prospector drilling down. Um, the fact that you can drill into asteroids, not like like really big asteroids, you can get a node in as well, like an underground mm. node. Um, also, we know that bigger asteroids have to be coming because of the Orion. So I actually think there will be some a room for overlap there between underground and above ground, um, and obviously having all those planets and not utilizing them is kind of interesting. And the last thing I'll mention is I, the thing that really sold me on it was when I went with two geologists, um, to Selen and every single, um, volcano on that planet. Now, most people don't go to Selen, right? It's there, but there's not really a mm. lot to do there, right? So if you really want to yeah. look into mining, it's where I would send you. Every single volcano on that planet is bespoke. And they the, the maps and that that they are using, like the textures to procedurally generate those planets, they literally have different types of uh, sediment and foundation, uh, you know, building blocks of what we have here on Earth, on how rocks and things form. And so because they're done with maps, you could also say on this map where they we use this color, I want you to spawn a higher chance of Hephaestonite or gold or whatever, you know? And so because of that, and, and I was able to take what they were telling me there and apply it to those maps because of my developer background, um, combine that with that we know that you've got a scanner on your ship. You don't actually have to go underground. You just have to know where it is mm. underground. And that that told me that it's not this big, complicated system where you're moving all this earth or anything like that. It's literally you just start drilling underground um, or, or you scan and find it. And if you drill and you hit the node, um, and if you look at the, the graph of the prospector, it shows the mining lasers going diagonal. And so it can drill down and the tractor beam is in the middle pulling the dirt up. So that's how you drill the hole. And then when you get down there, obviously you're just using the tractor beam to pull it out because it's probably a pure node yeah. i don't think you'd have to crack it open but when i look at that it actually gives another layer of depth to mining as it is um and it kind of works for me because you've got this really big ship that dominates space in the orion so it, it can't go to planet that and its weakness is it can't go to planet you get the prospector it can do everything underground it can scout it can do all that but obviously it's only one person so it's it's um negativity is it's locked to limitations of one person the mole it has all the access of everything except underground and that's its drawback but it's got multiple people so it can do more than what the prospector does right but it can't do the underground and then obviously this last ship I think it's going to be a, a ground miner. And not only that, I also think when I say ground miner, I think it's going to be able to land on asteroids and mine mm. those as well. And I'm going to give something away that I, I had. An, we were recording a show earlier today with me and Dyson, and there was a problem with the sound, so I'm going to re-record it tomorrow. But I'm going to tell you it here because I, I did hint this to you earlier, and I want your thoughts on this, is the thing that the epiphany that hit me was on the roadmap right now or earlier this year that they've taken off was the Grey Cat Cygnus Miner. 
that lands yeah. on asteroids and mines. So you take it that. Does, however, you take however, that. That is only for Squadron Forty Two on the roadmap. So, like, yes, but it is it is currently only on Squadron Forty Two for the roadmap. But what if it could also be the landliner? Put um, it out well, there. The and so I agree. I, I agree with you. I know yeah. it's a jump. I know it's a jump. But it fills all the it fills all the nooks. Like if it, if there it were, does, if yeah. there was a ground miner, it fills that role. It really yeah. does. Like it it can do the it can do the asteroids. It can do the ground. So I was like, whoa! Yeah. Like I had this. If I, I could show you the footage later, if you want to see. But I was like, whoa! What the? You know? Like I was like like, and I don't get epiphanies a lot. And that's how I really love it when I do get them when I do the professional point of view series because that's how I know I'm probably on a winner. I was like, oh wow! When you can connect these dots. But let me go. Let you go. Uh, let me know in the comments, you guys, if you think that that could actually be a possibility. And if not. I think that we may get another landminer, but it would be really cool if there was that bit of fan service because people have been asking about that thing for years and years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. If it um, wasn't the... My, si my, your retort. My, argu my argument about that, though, would be it's, it's a lot of sort of what you're saying is how it could happen. You're not asking really whether they will. Um, mm. And, uh, like, I know you, you sort of mentioned that the, the prospect of Q&A, which is, uh, you know, the, the the outdated the the photos and the video are very outdated. I'd have to look it it's, up. It's changed but it's, quite a bit. It's not as old as some of the other stuff. I think it's like 2015, 2016. Oh, yeah, sure. So it's not as old as some well, of the other that's, stuff. That's that's it's still that's old. Relatively outdated, yeah. I would say, um, because a, a lot of things have changed since then. A lot of good things, I will I will say, a lot of good things have changed mm. since then about how uh, mining gameplay as a whole works. Which is why I just think, yeah, like a hundred percent, that will exist, just not in the way that uh you're you're thinking i i think it'll only exist as a idle an idle thing hmm. i think that you're not actively actively mining um we'll it would to, be cool we'll have to wait and see then i i'm i'm hoping yeah. it goes that detailed because if mining goes that detailed how detailed is everything else going to go right and if if, if it is hmm. what it is now but it just really scales up i could leave it i could take it or leave it you know what i mean like it's still better than any other MMO we've played. But if you're doing that all day, every day, now I know you do that a lot, so you enjoy it. Um, so I should <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. caveat with that. the best person to talk but, about but that. But can yeah. you get what I mean? Like there are some people that are yeah. going to get a bit, uh, I just, I want a bit of difference in my mining. And if you can do that underground or the above ground and you could go between different ships, that would definitely spice it mm. up. So, yeah. And not yeah. to mention if they actually used real to life, um, geology, there will actually be people that would figure that stuff out, like they'd go read up on geology so they could apply it in the video game. And then what mm. if <laughs> oh, I played Star Citizen, I was the geologist guy, all right, get on this, we're going to hire for real, and you can work as a geologist. <laughs> that might be a funny thing, but I know it sounds weird, but it could be a thing. It's a job for the first time. Wait, where's the Quantanium? I'm very confused. <laughs> Got my uh, reference from Chris Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right um let us know your thoughts in the comments below um and on what you think and stuff like that uh Kronzi, where can people find you on the twittery stuff not the twitter it's the twitchy um, so, stuff well i mean both so twitter oh, really? uh Kronzi, at Kronzi one uh twitch just Kronzi, uh like c-r-o-n-c-y uh yeah I, and you're gonna, you're you're trying full-time content creation at the moment where will people be able to find your videos when you get around to putting those up um, so I've got a couple of videos on YouTube at the moment. Uh, if you just search Croncy on YouTube, you'll be able to find it. Uh, but 
uh, YouTube hates me, so it will think that you meant currency. Just say you didn't mean currency. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so I'll have I'm, some more videos popping up there. I now want to see, because uh, Croncy does these commercial adverts on his stream, I want to see Croncy the banker. That's the next one I'd like to see. <laughs> Get your hard-earned yeah, dollars here. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, that'd be cool. And you can do, like, the little monocle and the top hat. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Um, let us know your thoughts below. Um, you know, like this video. If you like this video, subscribe, Patreon, all that type of stuff. That got, I'm hearing Agrid again in my head. He does that to me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's been Cruncy. I've been Execute, and we'll catch you in the next one. See you guys.